Hello guys and welcome to another podcast um, for the Suffolk Business Podcast. Um, it is the Media Bros here and we are joined by the lovely Claire today um, from EP Frill. How are you, Claire? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fabulous, thank you. Amazing, cool. So Claire, basically, you are the Manager and Director of EP Frill. Can you tell us a bit about what you do and what the business involves? So we are a business development and marketing agency. So as well as what I call your old school fluffy marketing, um, we also work alongside businesses to help their business grow through the more humanist approach. Um, predominantly business developments in the construction industry. On the marketing side, we work multi-sector. So managing people's social medias, well, businesses' social medias, um, running campaigns for them, just heightening their profile. Amazing. So you run paid and organic social media? Uh, yeah, normally normally organic, but we have um, we have the Do option to do it. Too. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. So really yeah. Cool. And then how did you come to be where you are today? Did you always want to do this, or was there a bit of an origin story behind you that managed to get you to where you are now? Oh, it's quite random because so I left school at eighteen. Um, when I was at school, I had my daughter, so it was pretty much. Uh, Vicky Pollard <laughs> it's like I don't want to be her as much like floor tracksuits it just wasn't wasn't where I wanted my life to go yeah so um I media seemed to be my forte at school and after I had Nia and finished my A-levels I went up to London through Soho with my CV door knocked in all the post-production houses and got a job as a runner um at a post-production house so I worked on the first series of The Apprentice loved it um Love post-production, but wanted to get onto the studio floor. So I then got work experience on Celebrity Big Brother, which opened a door to work cool. for Endemol, did all that good stuff. Um, then I realised that I was too much trying to prove a point and not around as much for my daughter. So I came back to Ipswich and got a job in recruitment, which is quite <laughs> random. But I, I did have a temp job in shipping first, which wasn't for me because I kept sending containers to the wrong place. And I was like, when you go from kind of... <laughs> Um, working with celebrities in a green room to uh, organising a container, going to Scotland and sending it to the wrong place. It's just not really the you one. Soon, you soon find us. Yeah. So Alan then, should go to me. You'll yeah, find it. Yeah, like you're out. <laughs> um, so then I went and worked for recruitment agencies. I didn't like the recruitment element, but I loved the making stuff happen, putting people together. Um, did that in construction, then came back. Then decided that I didn't want to do that anymore. Um then got a job in a construction company, loved that, did their business development, helped them grow and thought, well, how can I do this for myself? Because I was helping people around the people that I was working for, which is then when I, I started the business development agency, which is going well so far. What a story that when, is. When did you start EP Frill? Uh, EP Frill, June this year, Frill Consulting was May last year. Tell us that story. Give us some context there. Uh, it, yeah, Frills Deals on wheels. It's, it's just me in a car just going around trying to save the world one business at a time. And um, I had the idea. didn't quite know how I was going to make it happen. My old company supported me in starting up, so I had a bit of a window to generate the work. Um, I, I just felt like I was on a secret mission, like on the A140 to Norwich, just like, yeah, I'm, I'm bossing this. Well, um, I can imagine you, like, have you seen Alan Partridge in the film? Like, yeah. he's really sings in the car I, and everything. I, like. Yeah, but I actually had a Dacia stepway, which made it even better. So oh, yeah, I was, like, yeah. in this milk van with the number plate MILF going down to Norwich, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I've now had an upgrade, so that's great. But, cool, still um, got the number plate. Yeah, <laughs> I did ask for it, and I was like, what? When I, got, when I went to get the car, my dad was like, I didn't really didn't want the car, not that I'm, like, prejudiced against cars. And they gave us a list of the number plates, and 
um, and I left the cop, I was like, yeah, I have that. My dad was like, well, and the man sat up and I was like, what does that mean, Claire? And I was like, don't worry about it, Dad. And he's like, oh, no, Claire, that's going to give us the wrong impression. No. <laughs> I was like, don't worry, Jeremy, no one will notice. Everyone noticed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so many people. So many people, people yeah. Oh, oh, but I feel sorry. I saw it in town the other day and I feel sorry for whoever got it. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that started. It then, like, it showed me there was a real need for it. So I got another lady in with me who was doing it on a part-time basis. But the business... I was really good at the networking, it was the admin. When you get home at 11 at night and the report's not writing itself on your computer and you're looking at it like, mm. what, what's going on? So then I got Emma, who's now my business partner, in to do that side of the business for me. So I was subcontracting that to her. That worked really well. And then the business was going both ways. I was generating stuff for her, she was generating stuff for me. And then I think it was May this year, we were in her house working and we were like, what are we doing? Why don't we just merge two businesses? And then that's happened and it's gone from gone from strength to strength. Yeah. We've got a wicked team. Um, I can honestly say, like, our oh, people are special. Yeah. And in the loveliest way, we've like, got an office full of unicorns. Uh, it's great. Yeah. I mean, you, you talked um, before we come live here. You've grown that from two to eight, right? Yeah, two to eight. How now. are you finding that growth? Managing uh, that growth? Yeah, it, do you know what? It, it's fine. But I think with what I'm finding, my... I, my qualifications are like my media A level, two pregnancy tests and a driving test. So I'm not really <laughs> qualified <laughs> in this in this realm. So, but I can say like just to butt in there, it's like authenticity. Yeah, and when you say that, like networking is your strength. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> like you came in today and was like, it's like we've known you for months. Yeah, yeah it's brilliant. weird, isn't yeah, it? It's but cool. it's but it's that. So it's and the the landscape of what marketing is like. You guys with your influences. What was what was happening last year is not happening happening now. Mm, like, no. if someone had told me about FaceTime when I was at the I'd have been like, what? Yeah, what yeah. is it? And when you, oh, you've got to probably too young, but when we had our pay as you go Nokia's, yeah. 10 pm oh, message, you couldn't go over the characters and you had to put TB at the end yeah. like, to text back. It's so like a loose one, So everything's evolving so quickly, and that's what I love about our team because there's room for people to put their artistic license on it. We can run with ideas. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, we've just got a really good creative team. And I don't know what like, you're finding it, but we, like, things start to kind of rotate around. Yeah. So like now like text marketing is becoming like really, really big. Yeah. And, and like, because open rates and emails have just kind of gone down, 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 because people are so now inclined to, when they get an email, they just delete it. Think, yeah. Whereas and like texting, and so it all kind of just goes back around, circle. isn't it? Yeah. And even with like Instagram, I remember when they introduced stories and I was like, Pfft boring yeah, and right. now I don't even look at my feed it's all yeah. about the stories and the way people engage and the way people buy and that's what I find in business development you've got the generation gap so you've got your your kind of your older generation who do the humanist approach who network and they've got their network they've had it for years but then you've got the people that are coming into industry who engage in a different way like with LinkedIn mm-hmm. um, and things like that and it's it's trying to merge it together and make everyone see that consumers act differently now like you'll go on LinkedIn at night maybe if you're mm-hmm. sad like me and you'll scroll so through it and you'll see yeah. something and I'll be like right we need to get on that or, yeah. and you need to be more reactive yeah, yeah. reactive is exactly it I mean when LinkedIn started it was predominantly for recruitment yeah. And now it's it's basically a networking platform for business yeah. owners. Yeah, and it is. And um, and we offer courses on how to um, work on LinkedIn because basically a lot of people don't realise that when you comment on it, mm. the whole world sees and you can tell 
men that like the lady on there because they're, they're a lovely picture. <laughs> That's not the space and to do I, it, like, right, it? you can do that on you whatever need, yeah, other platform. Facebook, platform. fill your boots, yeah. right? But n- not here, guys. Yeah. And yeah. girls as well. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, it's, it's, yeah, definitely LinkedIn isn't for the bikini pic. No, it isn't. Sorry, it stop really posting is. that. Sorry, <laughs> no, gonna, sorry. I'll well, when I did my bikini. research before I came in, I was yeah. going to say. <laughs> you know, it's my lovely bikinis. <laughs> Um, honestly, yeah, it's amazing. Like, like you said, we, there's different platforms for different people and there's different content which needs to be made in order to actually suit that platform. It's mm-hmm. not, uh, we talk about it all the time, you can't just post something that you post on Instagram for your audience on Instagram and think it's naturally going to do really well on LinkedIn yeah. as well. So obviously there's that kind of mindset of having of knowing your audience being self-aware about yeah and we've no, we've noticed a real change because i did a personal post the other week about my journey um because i just felt it's really well i thought it'd be quite cathartic to do it and it was mm. and i got like fifty-five thousand views yeah. over 500 likes and really good engagement from it yeah, whereas, if I, yeah whereas if i put oh yeah do you want me to do your socials it's probably yeah. like yeah. scroll past yeah. so i think you have to be personable without being too controversial Mm. Yeah. And what would you say to like business owners who are very much kind of no disrespect to them, but we, you know, we, we talk to a lot of guys and they are very old style traditional marketing, like, yeah. because that's kind of what they've always seen work yeah. now, growing their business. Obviously now things have changed so much. Mm-hmm. Um, is there, is it hard to kind of educate new like business owners and trying to kind yeah, of get them onto is, your level? Yeah, it is sometimes. Because if it isn't broke, why would you fix it? But mm. I think businesses are being exposed through that mentality because once they leave the business, whatever their succession plan is, they've got to attract talent now and they've got to retain their talent. And the first thing you do, if I know of a company, I'll go on the website, I'll check their socials out. Yeah. Um, they wouldn't do that. They'd ring Bob from the pub and say, right, Bob, what, mm. what's the crap with this girl? Mm. And it's, and it's just, like it's just changing. Well, it? It's changing that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, we, we've talked about it a lot lately about building businesses and, and personal brands especially building for an exit yeah like we worry about some personal brands who their personal brand and their whole equity ip that's them yeah so as soon as they want to go do something else to leave they can't sell a company yeah they, they can't sell them yeah the hard um, and that's the hardest thing that i've found with setting up ep through is our brand voice mm. um i have a bit of an identity crisis because we want to we we are different as people i'm sorry everyone would say that we're all different but we are different um we've got to come across professional but we want to inject our personality into it as well so it's like even as even the logo uh, like i'm having logo issues because i'm like does it make us too kind of corporate yeah does it take away so the lady that started with us l she does photography videography and she's done our photographs which have managed to capture that so now we're building it around and the thing is like you're Mm -hmm. what you're doing really well is you're actually putting your voice to it you're not sitting back and thinking okay if i put my voice into this or if i bring out a bit of the team's personality then we might not please that person, we might yeah. not please that, and you're, you're doing it. And I think what businesses need to realise now is that by actually sharing your message and being who you are, yes, you might not, it might not resonate with 20% of people who mm-hmm. look at it because they they're not really resonating with that whole message, but you will find the people that are like, yes, I, I'm now really invested in this and I really believe in this. Well, it's like that, that saying your vibe attracts your tribe. I think that's so mm. true. And maybe if people don't understand it or they even after you've explained it, they're not for your journey. No, and no. you just move on to someone that appreciates the value that you can bring because you can't, you can't change people, can you? You no, can't change your mindset. No. Um, yeah. I also think that if 
like you, you just said the other, um, earlier about going on LinkedIn and telling your story. Yeah. And, and that did really well and grows really well on LinkedIn. I think that people become to trust your brand a lot more once they can trust the person behind it. Yeah, 100%. Um, which, is, which is huge. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's how you build a company. Mm-hmm. So how does the whole like, onboarding process go for you in terms of like a client turned up and they were like, yeah, I want to, can you help us? Can you help us with our marketing or anything like that? How would you go about attaining their services? Well, this is something I learned last year because a lot of the people I knew anyway and I knew what their businesses yeah. were about because I've been on the other side of it in yeah. my previous role. Um, now it's just getting the engagement, finding out what their company culture is, what what do they want from it? Yeah. Because um, I don't think... We've, I've had clients where we don't really get that commitment and then it's like a scattergun approach and then mm. it doesn't work because business development is hard to measure. Like in construction, if the target is to get a tender in, that's quite easy to measure, but the journey to get to that point is, yeah. And then it's that experience versus time because it could take me two minutes to do something or one phone call, but I can only make that one phone call and get to the right person because of the 10 years work that I've put yeah. in previously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. it, and and that's what I've, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's that, the organic it? growth that actually can't, you know, not necessarily is measured by income, is it? But sometimes yeah. it over, we always say that content is our assets. And if you can build content, if you can put it out there and share your message, then that might not get the, R, the ROI now, yeah. but in five years' time when somebody, a big, big client, is scrolling through all of your information and your page and they see that, then one bit of content could actually be the It could, it could be life-changing, it yeah. can't it? It could be, and who, who's watching you, you never know. Like, there's a, a lady on Instagram from Felix, though, and um, I, can't, I think she's got about 70,000 followers, and she just does, um, like, home stuff in her home. Yeah. Um, and she was in the Daily Mail the other day, mm. Because someone from the Daily Mail have been watching, and yeah. it's you don't know. No, who's it's like watching. Mrs. Hinch. Oh yeah, that's Mrs. Hinch. Right? Everyone follows as Mrs. Hinch. Yeah, so cool. Are you getting some tips? I, well, I need to keep my house clean. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. But it's, true. it's like who would have thought? And anyone can do it. It's making it accessible to anyone. Mm. And you're not going to do it if you don't post anything. Like if you're yeah. scared, like I said, to share your message and be who you are and present your business in a way that you're really proud yeah. and you don't share any of that, then nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Like, and that's just, it's, it's binary, isn't it? Don't post, no, no opportunity I, to I always say to clients that like, it's like willy waggling. Like it's online <laughs> willy waggling. Like you're, you're there. Yeah. And, but then on the flip side of it, the negative from, from these platforms is that you can portray an image of what you're not. Yeah. And I think before... And you fall into the trap without even realising yeah. sometimes, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like when you see someone on there and you see their happy home and they're like, oh, yeah, I had a great day, I love this. Mm. And you think, well, he's cheating on you, you haven't got any money, <laughs> and all that stuff's on tick. So it's yeah. just like, it's that, isn't it? It's making sure that it's authentic. Yeah, and I think that gets... Every, like, I think it's exposed through time. Like, if, if you follow someone for a year and then you realise actually half of their content is just rubbish yeah you, you can tell can't you you can mm-hmm. really tell it's not sustainable yeah you can tell when someone's faking it for sure yeah. but put, putting your message out there will grow your business and you as a person too yeah so people and businesses need to to get on board mm-hmm. and start posting some content yeah and yeah. um, challenges yeah has yeah. obviously had there been any like obviously when getting sleep getting sleep <laughs> yeah. is that your biggest one yeah getting sleep that it's like my challenge is my brain really like I went on this holistic <laughs> retreat um, at the beginning of September and it really helped me sort my head out yeah not that anything negative was going on it was just like I needed to take a breath you need some clarity you need some clarity because it's just like running from one thing into another 
and um, yeah, that, that's just when it getting, getting sleep. And it's not because I don't get to go to bed on time. It's literally head hits the pillow. Oh, I could do this. Oh, yeah. what if I'd have done that different in year seven? Would I be where I am today? It's, it's <laughs> yeah. that. And, yeah. How, how do you deal with that then? Well, now, since, since you've been on the retreat, obviously you didn't do well. I've cut before. out caffeine and yeah, sugar. Really? Yeah, I don't even know who I am anymore. So I so don't. You're not, you're not doing coffee. I don't drink See, coffee. you seem really energetic. Yeah, yeah. I, know, Where I think, is this I think I've got issues. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, since that, um, I sound like I'm a recovering alcoholic. But it's in. So no alcohol, no sugar, no caffeine. Right. Gym every morning. Um, at like six. Yeah, since, I only did it once. It was today. Um, and it's just given me that Amazing. kind of clarity. Um, and yeah, but the energy, it's mental because I was at a meeting the other day and I just can't sit still. And I was like pacing, I was like, I'm really But you, sorry. You, you feed off it and like, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like you, we've, we've chatted to you, now we've met you for the first time today and already I'm like, oh. We're a bit tired before you come <laughs> I know, you're going to have a nap I, Claire, I wonder if I clear out for Christmas. Like. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it is that. It's, and it's being comfortable, like don't mean to put Debbie down on it, but my... Since I had my daughter, I didn't realise what a chip on my shoulder I had about it all. And not in a horrible way, but always kind of putting work first to prove a point. And it was accepting that actually I have done all right for myself. Um, But then at the same time, why am I not happy yet? What's next? (laughs) It's that. But then I've realised like it's a journey, not a destination. Cheese. As an an (laughs) entrepreneur, you will never really truly be happy with what you've got. You just want to build, build, build. And you that yeah. process is always there and actually we become so um, attached to the process yeah. and not necessarily like, you know, we always we always say you've got to really celebrate those small victories because yeah. if you don't, you're always waiting for that last thing, then you are just, it's going to become a task yeah. all the time. And I think my daughter now, she's 16 um, and I've realised like if she was a little brat, I would openly say she's a little brat, but mm. she's fab and she's um, at Suffolk One doing her levels uh, perfect so yeah, yeah. already she's on the right path yeah, okay. and, um, <laughs> and she works two jobs because uh, she's got to pay me rent yeah, no she right. doesn't have to pay me rent she owns Good shares and pretty little things she's got your um work ethic, your work ethic so yeah. already i can see that actually for the mum guilt You've that i had missing yeah. parents yeah. evenings and uh, stuff like that actually it hasn't harmed her it's made it's molded her into a wicked yeah. individual it's never having attachments there, to them, there, yeah. there is such a stigma attached isn't there yeah. so like you know becoming pregnant really really early yeah. you know when we went to school there is that stigma attached but like the amount of people that might not necessarily I'm going to deep now but might not necessarily <laughs> want to have children end yeah. up having children and then neglect their children yeah but what you've done is that you've built a life for your child yeah. and I think that's and really and it's like important. what what like we're getting my head around it now like I look at my friends that are now having kids and it must be really hard because I've never known working life without having children mm. um but to go from kind of being footloose and fancy free to then having a baby must be a harder transition like I'm not promoting teen pregnancies yeah but you can always make a positive out of a negative and not not that it was negative but it wasn't um yeah it wasn't on my it wasn't, uh, ideal. wasn't on my wish list right. at that time <laughs> but no. No, no, brilliant and that, that kind of transcends into business as well isn't it yeah like you, all those negative things that happens that you know that hurdles you have to overcome like you can there is a way out and there is yeah. a positive that can happen and i've learned more from negative situations and positives like the bad bosses that i've had I've learnt more from them yeah. mm. than the good ones. Yeah. So with EP Thrill, talk to us a little about the next few years. What have you got coming up? What's exciting? World domination. 
Yes, yes. I love that. Always. I'm at my Marv's office, so I can be like the woman from Benidorm with like yes. perma, perma tan, yeah. blonde hair, yeah. just like. Right, telling people stories in bars. Yeah, with nice. fizzy water. You can't, you can't do we'll, that we'll, now. We'll be right yeah. next to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> shall we just? Shall we, we want just our marbs off. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah, it's weird because marbs is like my happy place, and yeah. I go there quite a lot. Um, but not for the footballer's wife type sitch. No. It's just quite a nice, yeah, nice a place to be. Place. Yeah, positive yeah. place. So, re- the, the the plan is there is no plan, and would kill me for saying that. But because it's so fluid and what we're doing, like, well, we're looking at opening a London office next year. But in my head, I think now with the internet and everything, is geography really yeah, an issue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and just cheesy, want to be the best at what we do. Like, I want when people say, oh, we need that. I'll ring, ring fields yeah. and sort yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then with, on the side, doing this um, talent agency, I can see that growing as well. So it, it's kind of whatever comes off what we're doing. Amazing. Frills, girls coming down the A140. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Music in blaring. Banner, in the Dacha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dacha, another plate milf. <laughs> She'll be it's there. Maybe a little purple light on top, yes, like the fourth yeah. emergency service. You need your marketing sorted, Frills, yeah. and away. <laughs> like one of those things, like like the pizza vans in America yeah. with like the, when the pizza kind of wobbles on top of the, on the van. Don't, don't put ideas in yeah, my head. Do we go into a town and oh my God, it's <laughs> That was so specifically vague, that answer. I'm yeah, so no, sorry. No, 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 no. But I actually don't think there's a bad... We always talk about this too, about not... It's old school, in my opinion, to have a business plan because now mm-hmm. business, media, um, everything is so ever-changing mm-hmm. and, and it changes so much. So, And we, we don't really have a business plan, do we, Jay? We, well, we, we, we have products we want to bring out and we, we have an idea of what we want to do, who we want to work with. Mm-hmm. And then we just work as hard as we can to kind yeah, of make that happen. A couple of beers while we do it. Yeah, well, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. absolutely. But that's, that's and, the whole thing. And that's yeah. it. It's like with me, the other week I was in um, like meeting a builder in the morning and I was in Soho House in the afternoon. I'm like, this is weird. World, yeah. world, different, yeah. Yeah. different worlds. And then since I started off my own, like, I went for lunch at the House of Parliament last year, the year before. I sat in the canteen, I was like, how did I get here? Frills deals. Frills deals. Absolutely love it. I saw that bojo. Really (laughs) cool realisation. And I mean, we had one the same. We filmed Fern Cotton in the morning. And then we um, were filming a bowls club in a village in Suffolk. It was actually actually a barn dance. Yeah, a barn dance, sorry. Um, I love it. So yeah, I mean, in the same two days, we we were filming like some of the Made in Chelsea cast and then we filmed Fern Cotton the next morning. And then I drove back for an evening (laughs) shoot at, where was it? Newton Green. Newton Green Village Village Hall. Big up to Newton Green Peeps. A barn dance. If anybody Absolutely. listens to this, fancies going to a barn dance, then Newton Green Village Hall do a great one. It's where it's happening. DJ's was on the decks. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um, for, final question to you, and a question mm-hmm. we ask all of our guests. Yeah. What is the best thing about being a business owner? The best thing? To be able to unicorn and to have no one to, like, um, kind of tread on my dreams yeah. and just make stuff happen. Yeah. So if I do something, I'm accountable. And if I and anything that I do is for myself and the team, mm. and you get you're not lying in someone else's pockets, mm. um, yeah. That's and no, no one else is kind of controlling your no. destiny. And if someone wants to complain, you put them through to me, yeah. and it's yeah. fine. We'll sort it. Hi, yeah. can I speak to the boss? Yeah. Oh, I don't. And. 
Yeah. <laughs> Not that I've had one of them. It, 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 it's, it, you can hear how much you love your team. Yeah. Oh, I heart them. They're amazing. I love the saying unicorn as well. I've never heard that yeah. before. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. That's like it called. Like Emma dreads me going out. She's like, oh my god, what are you going to? She's going to tell me I'm wearing a unicorn yeah, again. She's tell. <laughs> yeah. It's it's that. But it is that. And I think going back to my story of how I got like my um, Vicky Pollard sitch. Um, <laughs> Well, I've always hidden stuff about me and kind of tried to curb my personality to fit into like a corporate mm. business. And I've now learned doing what I do that um, it's, it's okay to be you. And it's so much better. Oh, it's so much fun not pretending to be a boring person. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Well, honestly, this has a great message. Fascinating. Mm. And I, I don't think this is one of the podcasts, first podcasts, where I think I've just smiled and laughed the whole way yeah, through. Yeah, hey. so, oh, no, Thank you very much, Claire. Um, where can people find more information about EP Thrill. They can either find me on the A140 yeah, with I my uh, purple yeah. light or yeah. Make um, sure you beep. On, okay. on, online if you um, Google EP Thrill, you'll find us on there even though our website's been built at the moment because of my identity crisis. <laughs> so um, yeah, or Yellow Pages or LinkedIn. Amazing. Amazing. Claire, thank you so, so much. Thank and, you. And have a lovely rest of your day. Cheers. Thanks, Claire.